welcome back. This is going to be another nightmare Twitter thread from somebody that had a predictable and horrifying complication from their vaginoplasty. And so this is a user that goes by the name of Carl, Carla, my mistake, uh, at Manic Squirrel. And uh, I'm just going to read it and comment on it. I thought long and hard about what 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 Adder Blighter oil product would sponsor this, but to be honest, I mean these are just very sad at this point. It's 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 hard to find the funny. Um, so I'm feeling a bit of writer's block on that one. Uh, but uh, here we go. As a transgender woman, I never thought I would be able to have gender confirmation surgery. Um, it was on December 22nd, 2016, 17 years after the start of my transition, when I finally had gender confirmation surgery. However, I knew something was hashtag botched the instant I woke from anesthesia. Cheerfully, my nurse asked, how do you feel? I can't feel my arms, I responded. They were paralyzed. After several weeks of physical therapy and excruciating pain, I finally regained full use of both arms. What I never regained was my ability to urinate or defecate. 2017 and 2018 were spent seeing various colorectal and urogynecological specialists, which were appointments that could have gone to people that didn't sign up for these horrific disabilities, uh, especially the, the gynecological specialist. I don't know why a male is seeing a gynecological specialist. Uh, as well as months of pelvic floor therapy, I was finally referred to Dr. Melissa Kaufman, a specialist in pelvic floor disorders at Vanderbilt. Using a diagnostic test called Uroflometry, uh, Dr. Kaufman was able to confirm what the other specialist had suspected. I no longer possess the ability to relax my pelvic floor muscles, which prevents me from expelling bodily waste. I finally had an explanation for why it takes me 10 to 15 minutes to dribble my bladder empty and why it is impossible for me to evacuate solid stool. Initially, my options were a lifetime of double daily doses of Miralax, which makes life unpredictable, or an ostomy bag. Last week, I was informed that I'm a good candidate for a technology solution. This December, I'm scheduled for an interstim implant a small electronic device implanted just above the tailbone. With a special Samsung smartphone, I'll be able to send electrical impulses directly to my sacral nerves when I want to go to the bathroom and relieve myself. This person had a, a male to cyborg transition. It's been three years of pure hell. I wish I didn't have to wait until December 20th, but it's the first available date. Frankly, while in some ways I'm happy for my body to finally align with my gender, here's the, the obligatory I don't regret anything comment, had I known the real cost of my surgery, here come the regrets, and I don't mean in dollars, I would never have gone through with it. While my vulva and vagina, by which he means his uh, dissected and origami penis, are aesthetically appealing, with feeling on only the left side of my clitoris, by which he means penis, and right side of my vagina, by which he also means penis, 
it didn't quite turn out the way I had hoped. My surgeon, Dr. Christopher Salgado, who I believe might have been shapeshifter surgeon, if I'm not mistaken, at the University of Miami Hospital was fired in February 2019 for unprofessional behavior after making numerous questionable Instagram posts of patients' tissues, among other things. Oh, brilliant. There are great surgeons that help hashtag transgender patients. My own wife, who used Eugene Schrang in 1999, has had no problems at all. As the demand for confirmation hashtag surgery increases, increases, I believe we'll find more and more surgeons that will be drawn to the novelty of transgender surgeries that don't have the requisite skill to provide the desired outcome, which is what I've been saying. When you make this an entitlement, when you make it free, when you teach children that they might need this in order to not commit suicide, you explode the market, and that attracts bottom-of-the-barrel surgeons eager to make a buck in this gender gold rush. Make no mistake, I still believe in surgery for those that need it. Again, the, the requisite, I, I would never, I never regret it. I would never say anything about other trans people getting their surgeries. You do you, boo. You know, it's, it's the, the, the holy sacrament of enabling. I just want more competent surgeons to fill the growing need. Well, that takes surgeons away from actual problems. That takes surgeons away from trauma centers. It takes, it, it, there's only so many surgeons. There are bottlenecks that keep there from being more surgeons. People need surgeries for reasons that are not in their control. This is a psychosurgery akin to a lobotomy that's it's aiming to, to relieve a psychological problem. Or, as, as, as many believe these days, as we're told by the psychological experts, to relieve social friction. But fundamentally, it's not to relieve a functional physical problem like the one that this person now has that prevents him from defecating. That's kind of a big problem. What's going to happen if later in his life, if he, if he acquires dementia and he no longer has the requisite skill to operate a Samsung smartphone or, or, or the sensation or knowledge to know when he needs to, to evacuate himself? What's going to happen? Think about it for a second. What is going to happen to him? Only bad things. Be more diligent in selecting your surgeon than I was. Yeah, it's, it's so, so it's his fault. In his mind, it's his fault. Just because a surgeon is an in-network provider doesn't mean they're any good. Well, ain't that the truth? I know you've waited your whole life to feel whole by removing parts of yourself. But be aware of all the risks and try to prepare for the possibility of undesirable results. Who, who's to bet that this person was not aware that this could happen and that no one told him? Any guesses? People watching, have you ever been warned that the that you might that a surgery could result in losing the ability to to poop because the muscles won't relax? Post in comments if that's new information for you, and post post whether you've had a surgery before, because a lot of people do not understand the the nightmarish outcomes that can happen from these surgeries that are predictable to people who have worked with a lot of people post surgeries and post-injuries.
I mean, that's kind of an odd thing to lose the ability to use your arms, right? It kind of suggests that per perhaps that there was some other damage, neurological damage involved. Maybe maybe there's other deficits that this person's not yet aware of. Maybe, maybe this this injury set off a cascade of of other degenerative processes. We we, we don't know. He's gonna get to find out. Since that thread was posted, he made other posts. Uh, wow, that's awful. My surgeon severed a nerve uh, can in my pelvic floor, and this made it difficult to urinate and impossible to defecate. It took three years to figure out what was wrong, and I ended up with an implant attached to my sacral nerve that allows me to poop with difficulty. So the disability is not gone. It was just slightly relieved by having another surgery. I have to take two doses of Marilax every night, plus a sacro-neuromodulation device implanted in my hip, constantly shocking me. Dysphoria cured. As I've often said, wh wh what exactly is the motivation for the surgeons to not mess it up? And how likely is it that a lot of these surgeons are messing things up on purpose? Our insurance is supposed to cover breast augmentation for transgender women. So if, if you have their insurance, which appears to be Blue Cross, you're paying for breast implants for men. Do women get breast implants? Haven't passed solid waste since pelvic surgery. I spent thousands of dollars for doctors to tell me I simply need to eat more fiber, which were all appointments that could have been spent on other patients because medical resources are scarce. Turns out the surgeon damaged my sacral nerve. I get a spinal implant next month after three years of not being believed. The nerve that controls the left side of my pubo-rectalis muscle was severed during surgery. I now have a spinal implant that allows me to pee. Last Friday, I had a couple of cosmetic revisions that I'm super happy about. The nerve thing still pisses me off. I had some complications and didn't have much sensation for some time. It's now five years later and I have a sacral implant connected to my spine to stimulate nerve growth. And OMG, or, are orgasms amazing? So this person's kind of like making it sound like, you know, it's not so bad. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a good thing to have a severe defecatory disability because you get an orgasm stimulator implanted into your spine on other people's dime. I was so excited that insurance would chip in that I used the first surgeon that would accept. I didn't do my due diligence, so they're taking on a lot of blame for themselves. But what, what sort of due diligence would rule out a surgeon that apparently got in trouble for posting uh, pictures of his surgical patients onto Instagram? and perhaps liked severing specific nerves knowing the effect it would cause. How, 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 do you, how do you screen for that if they haven't been caught yet? I woke up from surgery with both arms paralyzed and required months of physical therapy, and so far I haven't found a tweet explaining exactly what the theory is for why the arms were paralyzed, because the arms are pretty far away from, from the, the vagina unless implants are happening at the same time, which it, he hasn't said. Waking up from bottom surgery, 
I can't feel my arms. Whoops. True story. So I, I, I don't think that this person got top surgery at the same time. In 2020, before the surgery, I had to go to multiple therapy visits to demonstrate that I was serious and understood the implications, even though I had lived as a woman for 17 years. You didn't understand the implications, obviously. You were quite surprised when you woke up and couldn't poop, weren't you? Weren't you? Is that not what you said in 2019? What is this? I lived as a woman, so I understood the implications that if I had my penis inverted, I might not be able to poop anymore. Come on. What is this? Living as a woman does not give you insight into medical implications, nor did this therapy, apparently. So we have a situation where an individual wouldn't have gotten surgery except for the fact that it was free or at a very reduced cost due to the fact that insurance was going to cover it. And because of that excitement, uh, this person who, who, even after the surgery, believed that he had had extensive uh, understanding of the implications, rushed to get the first network provider that he could and ended up with a severe complication that, that shocked him. Like this, this person is not connecting some dots here. And we can all speculate as to why. But, of course, we're not allowed to say out loud. If you support what I'm doing, uh, links are in my link tree. Thank you so much for your, your support, your views, your likes, your comments. Please uh, click subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, and turn on the notifications bell. All right, have a good one.